Hello and welcome to the next episode of Long Story Short. This is Jade here and on behalf of myself, Elle and Stevie, we'd like our listeners to know that this episode was recorded before the outbreak of war in Ukraine. We're not quite sure how else to help, but we have popped a link over in our bio, so if you could donate, no matter how big or small, it would be greatly appreciated. We're sending our love, our prayers and our hopes for peace over to Ukraine and to the Ukrainian citizens across the globe. Thank you for listening and please donate if you can. Hi ladies. How are you all doing? <laughs> good, good. Not Apart from the poxy, um, trying to work out this bloody technical stuff oh, still, aren't God. we? I know. First ever podcast episode recorded remotely. We've got oh. brave and we've done it on our second ever episode. I'm not sure what we were thinking there, girls. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean... <sighs> Just setting it up was bad enough. Although it was it really bad to was. set up when we were in person as well. So I don't feel, I feel like we've swapped one evil for Very another. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Uh, well, this is Long Story Short. We are Jade. Stevie. And I'm Elle. And we're three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has to throw at us and all the lessons in between. You guarantee completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning. No story will ever be short. Ever, 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 ever. Ever, ever. But my favourite thing is when we when we go, girls, it'll just be a quick chat today, won't it? Four hours later, we're like, oh, that went on a bit longer than we thought mm-hmm. it would. Yeah, we said to each other today, yeah. we was like, okay, girls, we actually have to wrap in like a couple of hours because life. <laughs> we just completely We've got forget. one hour left, by the way, on that deadline. <laughs> oh my God, fuck we do. You're right. Okay, okay. Well, then let's get to it, shall we, girls? <laughs> let's get straight in. Well, anyway, how's your so, week been? You know what, girls? I can't lie. I don't feel like... Right, this is the thing. I'm desperately trying manifestation. I'm invested. I'm giving it my best shot. Like, I've bought books. I'm journaling. I'm doing everything. But some days are hitting me and I'm being a negative Nancy and I'm like, no. This is not in line with my new manifestation life. But this week has really like punched me in the throat. I can't like it. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. oh, it's been a tough one. Oh, babe. been a tough one. And you were inspiring me at the beginning of the week because I oh, genuinely I'm so sorry. getting that manifestation. <laughs> I didn't actually do it, but... <laughs> don't worry, Total. don't worry, I'm going to get my money back. Total let down. Well, do you know what? Similarly, I felt really... Sh- not shitty, I don't know. Do you know what it is? I fucked up my dry January and I don't feel guilty about that. That's not a problem. But the introduction of alcohol again into the week and just into life, it is, honestly, I've just realised just how much drinking does really set you back. Like you're more tired and stuff like that. So you're not going to get that extra hour earlier that I wanted to get up or even the half an hour. I can't even do it. Can't get up earlier. Like throughout the day, you're juggling like a headache or like, starving hungry aren't you so um so and I then it's think... all the naughty food that you eat as well isn't it yeah. to make exactly. you feel better after exactly <laughs> all the fatty food and all the sh- like just shit that you put in your system really um so I think that's probably and I haven't been doing the self-care haven't like haven't meditated as much if if at all haven't journaled in contrast to you two, I have literally laid in my bed doing nothing um because I've got hit by covid oh she got it i know i know it was was about time i was gonna say we'd all survived it for quite 
quite a while hadn't we exactly exactly and like I just I did not even feel guilty about laying in bed mainly because I felt really really rough but yeah. at the same time I was like I'm gonna eat that chocolate bar anything yes. to make me feel better and um I mean I'm now out of my isolation well today's my last day in isolation and I'm like I'm gonna get some fresh air and <laughs> feel the wind on my face oh. I've oh, got a new lease of life exactly <laughs> I lost all my sense of sm- smell and taste and that was the only symptom that I had and oh. I thought right no taste I am literally I'm gonna eat so well I'm gonna eat the foods that I don't like the textures that I don't really care about and this you know I was like I am gonna get fish down me I am gonna get so many veg and fruit like and because I couldn't taste nothing was like not you know like quenching my thirst nothing was yeah like hitting the spot like hitting the spot nothing mate honestly so so therefore I was eating double the amount because I was like I can't taste nothing I can't taste nothing let me try it I was trying everything I could I was like tasting vinegar (laughs) apple cider vinegar I tell you what now I used to take it on a daily but um apple cider vinegar like I put it right to my nose I put bleach like in a cup right to my nose nothing so I like all of the plans that I had for like like you say not drinking all this water I'm gonna be healthy I'm gonna exercise no mate I ate double the amount well I mean I do feel like I did eat a lot considering I did nothing like barely (laughs) got out of bed some days um but yeah I have good intentions for next week but whether they happen or not I'm already talking myself out of it. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. So today's topic is friendship dilemmas. Uh, and we've put a poll out to you guys and got some really revealing emails uh, that we're going to have a read over and have a discussion on later. But first, over to Stevie for Stevie's Word of the Week. Stevie's Word of the Week. <laughs> we need a theme oh, tune that for that. That should be the jingle. Yeah, need definitely. A jingle. And can I just do a huge shout out to you, Jade, because you actually inspired this word of the week. <gasps> um, yes. Yeah. I know what this is. <laughs> I'm so happy because word of the week is due to the fact that I get things wrong and I say words that mean something completely different or I just say a completely different word. And actually, you did that last week. And I was oh, so yeah. What did <laughs> I do? I couldn't contain myself, but I thought it's too good to share. So I I saved it for the podcast. So there's a common phrase, which is waiting on tenter hooks. However, (laughs) and I know this because I make the same mistake. I always thought it was tender hooks and last week you said tender hooks jade so i'm here to inform you that it is not waiting on tender hooks it's waiting on tenter hooks what are tenter hooks exactly so it's actually not two different words either it's one word together and it's a hook used to fasten cloth on a drying frame or tenter and then I didn't know what tenter was, so I looked. No wonder up. we didn't bloody know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? so I looked that up, and it's a framework on which fabric can be held, taught, and taught for drying or other treatment during manufacture. 
So there you go. <gasps> oh, yes. oh, that well, there I we think I'm, go. I'm still going to use tender hooks. I'm sorry, tender hooks. Who's oh, like? Who's like? I don't know. Like saw hooks. I'm thinking of an octopus. I don't know. Oh, my brain. I'm thinking of like waiting <laughs> on tender hooks or like fishing, like a hook in the mouth. I don't How know. are we getting here? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm so You've visual. Down a rabbit hole. <laughs> what I love is that the whole point in Stevie's word of the week is to like teach people a new word. And both of you have just been like, well, I'm going to say it wrong anyway. <laughs> I actually I changed the I habit actually, of a lifetime. <laughs> listen, you've, you've known nothing until you play Scrabble with me. As a oh, whole. God. Like, oh, yeah. I can't stand Scrabble. I can't stand Scrabble. I'm so I'm bad. I very also, nearly broke up with a boyfriend over Scrabble. They are an ex anyway, but I just That's the kind of pettiness I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I'll make words up. People are like, put it in a phrase. I'm like, fine. And I'll put it in a phrase and they're like, that don't make no sense. And I think, I don't give What's a fuck. <laughs> Get that dictionary out. Check me. Yeah. Call me on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Never get the scrubber out. Um, thank you, Stevie, for your word of the week. We've definitely got to get a theme tune to that. Word of the week. Anyway, word we'll of like the week. We will harmonise. Absolutely. Okay, let's get on with the questions. So we're doing friendship dilemmas today and we have a lovely message in from someone called Kerry. Thank you so much, Kerry. So lovely of you to send a message in. You have said, I love my best friend but have recently started noticing how one-sided our friendship is and I am constantly drained. I am made to feel guilty and there always seems to be a problem that I have to be there to help with. I have had my own issues lately and really needed support, yet they haven't been there for me at all. I've tried to address it, but each time I feel like I'm being shut down. Oh, that doesn't feel nice. That is a lot, Jesus yeah which is good because I feel like there's a lot to pick apart there actually yeah absolutely because to me that there's a lot about that question that sounds quite toxic but I feel like I'm look I could talk about toxic friendships until the cows come home I really really could but I think it's a difficult one because you never want to just label something as a toxic friendship because I think sometimes friendships have toxic parts to them or sometimes people have toxic traits but that doesn't mean that the whole friendship is toxic sometimes Mm. the whole friendship is toxic and actually something needs to happen about that um but that is there's a a lot in this one one, isn't there there's a lot like I'm very concerned by the fact that you're constantly drained you feel guilty they, they've not supported you um you feel like you're being shut down like that's not a pleasant environment to be in especially if if you see it as a friendship and perhaps it, it's not really feeling like that at the minute um, oh, god it sounds really one-sided like yeah it's yeah you've got to really just like is it a friendship or are you being lent on like is someone you know like to be honest, that's like a that's like a relationship going bad. Like I know it's a friendship, but it's like what? So so where where is the give and take? Where is the give and take? So yeah. what stands out to me is that you're like you needed support, Kerry, and you feel like they haven't been de- there for you. And you said I've tried to address this, but each time I feel like I'm being shut down. So what on earth is this? Is this even a friendship? Girls, do you know thing? what? 
I think I'm being, I'm trying to be too diplomatic on this, like thinking, well, be balanced, take it into good. Well, you are the diplomatic person. Yeah. But I feel like saying, why are you there? Why are you in this friendship, this relationship? Like, that's not how you want to be treated. That's not how you want to be spending your time. Like, there are people who will add to your life and detract. And I think you've really got to weigh up whether this friendship is adding or taking away more than what you're getting out of it but I think the most concerning part is if you hadn't already said that you've tried to address it obviously the first thing would be okay you need to address this you need to talk to your friend you need to tell her how you're feeling and see where you go from there but the fact that you've actually tried to address it, which let's be honest, is difficult. When so- you're saying, I love my mm. best friend. So you've this is your best friend. You love your best friend. And I'm sure that took a lot of courage to actually bring that up and start. I mean, I've been mm. in lots of situations where I've been desperate to say something and I've just not had the balls because I'm scared of, you know, upsetting the other person and a million other things. So you've tried to address this and you mm. feel like you're being shut down. So to me you have to weigh up. It's like, it's one-sided. You don't have the support when you've desperately needed it. You've been there for someone constantly. Mm. You're constantly drained. And yet when you're finally doing something for you and speaking up about it, you're being shut down. So it comes to the point where it's like, for me, this is just a straight up, like, do you want to be in the friendship or not? I know what my answer would be. Yeah, but it's um, it's easier said than done. Do you know, like from what you said, yeah, it takes. What's that saying? It takes, it takes, um, like it takes bravery to stand up to your enemies, but it takes even more to stand up to your friends. Jade, isn't that from Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, fuck off! Is it? No, it's not. Oh my god, it is. That's what they say to Neville. <laughs> Quote Dumbledore. <laughs> Bruv, quite, listen, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Oh my god, my guy Dumbledore, Dumbledore knew exactly <laughs> what he was taught. Listen, you never know. Oh my god. I'm gonna get the I actual quote. Definitely this didn't is gold. think. I shit, you know, I didn't think. I didn't think Harry Potter was gonna be, get dropped Literally, in the second episode. Ten Hot points take. to Gryffindor for never <laughs> standing up to his I didn't realise that it was Dumbledore. Shout out to Dumbledore, but. It's so true. It takes so much courage to stand up to your friends or people that you love and let them know, do you know what, the way you're treating me isn't okay. It's really, really hard. I think it's so much easier to be given a, like a damned excuse, like, but asking for support is, is like, it's not always easy. And obviously this person's got like, so it's their best friend. Okay. Do you know what? You kind of need to strip it back because at the end of the day, you can have a friendship that has, like, how 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 long has this pe- person been their best friend? How, are they like, yeah. is this a long term friendship? Are they are they a new friend? What I'm trying to say is is um, obviously your loyalty lies with your friend, and if you're having a bit of a hard time with them, like, and you but you're trying to say something, mate. If they're not listening, be done with it because obviously, yeah. like, they are they are draining you. Um, you know what though? I think we. So there's a lot in this question and obviously you're feeling a little bit hurt, wounded at the minute and rightly so from what you've put. What I would say is perhaps start taking a step back. Mm. Don't be there as much for them. A, because you need to be looking after yourself, but B, because they don't sound like they deserve it, if I'm being quite frank. Um, And I think sometimes people don't necessarily 
listen to what you say, but they will recognize when you start acting different differently towards yeah. them. So if they sent you, I don't know, maybe being a little bit distant, maybe it will either A, make them think, oh, what's going on? Maybe we need to have a conversation. Maybe it will make them reflect a little bit more on what you've previously said to them. Mm. Um, but equally, it will give you a bit of space to look after yourself. I would say if it continues for much longer, I'll cut it off because ain't nobody got time for that yeah I completely agree and that's exactly it isn't it because by taking a step back because you know we try to when we get questions we try to rather than be like you know fuck them off or whatever it is we try and like pick through it and give the best advice that we can but the problem with this question is there's just so much bad there's so many cons and there's there's really no pros that we can take from it I'm sure look at some point apart from the loyalty bit where you love your best friend oh of course yeah but that's from her right like where are the pros from the person yeah and it's like you know that person is your best friend so at some point they would have been incredible and that's what you have to hold on to so I think from a practical point of view Stevie's exactly right like take a step back and even if it's a case of saying look you know, because this person is probably going to come to you with more of their problems. Even if you say like, look, I, I really need to take a step back. I'm dealing with a lot myself. Um, you know, if it's okay, we just won't talk about it or whatever, or, you know, reply less, whatever it is. If that person doesn't then ask you how you are and turn Mm. it on you, then you really, I mean, you've already said you're in a one-sided friendship, but then why would you give more? Mm. Why would you carry on giving that's what I was thinking of, you know, like people say mostly about like men or women in a relationship, like if they wanted to, they would like yes. if this person really wanted to be there for you and wanted to be your friend and wanted to support you. They would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I think you've got so much loyalty to certain people that perhaps don't deserve it sometimes. Yeah. And mm. you can remain in friendships when actually you've both become different people, regardless of whether that's because your lives have taken a different direction or you've got different beliefs now. But sometimes friendships do just fizzle out and it's not nice mm. and it's weird because once upon a time they were such a big part of your life. But at the same time, you've still got to be thinking about what's best for you and putting yourself first. Yeah. I don't know about you girls, but I like, like there's there's us three, right? And I have like different pockets of friends. But genuinely, I've I've never been someone that can like, like that can maintain like loads of friendships on like such a regular basis. Like I we we like we've seen each other obviously now more than ever. But for me, like I am that type of friend and I I have the like I the people that are my friends are the type of people that we could go, you know, unideal. You want to speak to people as often as you can, but I could go like three, four weeks without speaking to a particular friend, let's say. And then when we meet up, it's like nothing like we just chat we'd like you catch up like there's an understanding I think what's really um difficult especially in this day and age is there's so many um like we are being pulled in so many different directions like work life is crazy busy social life gets crazy busy um you know like 
just life in general is so busy. And I think, especially during the lockdown, when all of that just like stopped, I don't know about you, but I was on the phone to people more. I was chatting to people on Zoom. Like I was catching up with people that life just got in the way of and it made life too busy. But I also... I also, that was really lovely, but I think there is this mutual understanding now that life is kind of, you know, post-COVID, all that crap, you go back into your normal lifestyle. I definitely think, like, you know the people that are there to support you having come through the last year. You know the people that are there, like, dropping a line and, and making sure you're all right. It's, it's in times of trouble. It's in times of, like, yeah. when the shit hits the yeah, fan, yeah. you know you know who you're going to call, you know who is going to have your back. Like if there was an emergency and you've got a list of people you're like, like, and you had to make an emergency list, you know who's there. Now that doesn't mean to say that you can't hold more friends and things like that, but weighing it up, if you've got that many people, uh, sorry, that many, if you've got someone around you that you know that you're there for 100, but all of a sudden, as soon as the shit hits the fan, they aren't, they're not neither listening nor they're there. Like, I think that tells you all you need to know. Like, just like with anything, you have to go with your gut. If someone you feel is draining you and taking all, like taking from you without replenishing you, without building you back up, then know when to, like know where your limits are. Like you said, don't pick up the phone as often. Let them know that you're busy. Like, and and, and eventually this friend is going to be like, what's going on? What's wrong? And you'll be like, okay, cool. Are you ready to have the chat? Like, are you ready to have, yeah. to have a conversation? Because definitely this has been a one-sided friendship and this is how I feel. And I'm sorry if they can't hear that or they're not ready to listen, then my God, they got to be gone because that's that, you know, you said the word toxic friendship. It is a toxic friendship. Yeah. Like, why aren't they listening to you? That's really fucking weird. Like, some people can get really in their head if they've got a lot going on. Maybe they've got mental health issues that they're not dealing with, but um, or they are dealing with, but it's taking out of them. You've got to yeah. you, you 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 can't do anything but be straight up, and you deserve that. You deserve that. Like your mm-hmm. time and your energy is precious. Do not spend it on people that are neither grateful nor ready to to support you in the same in the same manner building on that as well <clears throat> excuse me remnants of covid <laughs> um, <laughs> um put boundaries in place like if you go out of your way for somebody once and actually they either don't appreciate it or they um don't return it or when you need them they're not there that's not a terrible thing but you know that that person is not the one to go to when you're having a, a crisis mm. yeah just put some boundaries in place know who your friends are know who you would go to know where you want to spend your energy and I think that way you can't be disappointed when people don't meet the level of um can't think of the phrase when people don't meet your standards yeah mm. not yeah. that your standards it's are like too matching high your to energy know exactly have some boundaries in place like I know like I love all my friends I've got some people who um would help me bury a body I've got other people (laughs) who I know are going to be so upset if I miss their birthday and I make a special effort to remember it whereas other people wouldn't really care I've got my shovel ready (laughs) 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 yeah put your boundaries in place know who you're dealing with um And, and make sure it works for you because there's no point in being in a 
it's not even a friendship is it if it's one-sided no I have to say that's been my biggest lesson in the last year and a half like learning that I feel like you have friends for all different reasons exactly what you girls said like some are my like my friends where I don't speak to them for weeks and weeks sometimes months but we'll go out and we'll have a a great dinner and that'll be lovely and it'll be like nothing's gone I've got you two who are like emergency contact list but I think like that's you know that has been like a massive issue for me um in the last year and actually for me personally I've walked away from more friendships in the last year than I ever have and like what you said Jade like it's when the shit hits the fan and when I wasn't well like a year and a bit ago all these people that were like meant to be my best friends and my closest friends just disappeared off Mm -hmm. the face of the earth and Mm -hmm. it was like just checking in and then after the check-in message there'd been no response and it was it was the most bizarre feeling and I think that is my biggest lesson like you and I think you match what you give. And I think yeah. like in, I'm such a like softy in so many walks of life, but the one like subject or um, like area of my life where I'm actually quite brutal with is loyalty and friendships. And if I don't get that back, I will think absolutely nothing of walking away from it, nothing at all. Mm. So I put out some polls and it was unbelievable. Like I have a statistic up here that 84% of people have said that they've been in or have a toxic friendship. That blows my mind. Isn't it like absolutely Mm -hmm. mental? And there was, I also did a poll of like, out of those people that have walked away from the friendships, how many of you felt like it was the biggest weight off your shoulder? And 97% of people said yes. No way. And the other 3%, like the people that were messaging me was like, I just, I, I'm glad that I walked away, but I'm sad that the friendship isn't over. So I don't feel like the weight is off. Whereas for me, I am very much a person where I'm like, I'll give people chances. Right. But if you, if you let me down on the third, fourth, fifth chance, when I've voiced it, cause I'm quite open. I'll be like, look, I really needed you there because I give everything like, just like you were saying, Steve, I will be there with my shovel burying the body for you. (laughs) I will drop everything for the people that are closest to me in my life. And if I don't get that back, I'll think nothing of, I'm never going to cause an argument, but it's just like, you know, if they take 10 days to reply to me, I'll take 10 back. And that sounds like game plan, but it's not. It's just, I'm not going to rush to be your friend Mm. if you can't do it in return. It's like a little silent mental note, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So that's how we deal with these situations or that's how you respond to me when I need you. Okay, noted. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I think I'm a bit of the opposite. I think I struggle with that. Like I, I... I struggle with um, being like direct and being assertive with how I feel. So I will, uh, maybe I'm just too kind, but I am super forgiving in that sense. And I think it's to my detriment, you know, pros and cons and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think it's to my detriment because I have literally had people shit on me. And there was anger in that word. (laughs) No. And also, because you said literally shit on me, the child in me was just like imagining all sorts of things. Dirty bitch. Um, <laughs> no, I literally, I literally have, I've had, I've had people shit on me and still managed to find a way to be like, oh, um, oh no, it's fine. I know you've got a lot on it. What? Tell that bitch. Yes, you did. You shat on me. 
I'm going to stop saying shit on me because your brain is hurt. I can see your little face. Like, You've done me dirty. You've done me dirty. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, there's ways of going about it, but I think I'm I'm the opposite to you in that sense, Elle. And, and, and CV, I like, are, I yeah. think I think I'm way too forgiving. And then what I will do is I will bury it, I will bury it, I will bury it. And then it's like fucking buckaroo. You put the last fucking piece on and that's it. And then yeah. I say unforgiving things. So that's definitely something that I've learned to work on. But like, do not, especially for like Kerry, do not let it build up because yeah. sooner or later, you're going to literally turn around to them and it's not going to be pleasant. It's going to be oh, the end yeah, of a relationship. Explode. Like if you, if, yeah, you've, you've just got to be really, really frank. And also on the other side of it, I know when I've been a shit friend, I've really appreciated someone being like, I really needed you. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I just didn't have it in me. Or I had something else going on or family or whatever. Like we all have our own shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but being called out, not only was like, gut wrenching but it was like a kick in the ass a kick up kick in the ass kick in the ass kick up the ass like to be while like, she was know, being shat on while i was being <laughs> shat on this is going really fucking south this conversation but um but yeah like i i as a friend i, I think i'm a good friend but what i'm trying to say is is if there are times that i have been a bit shit i have really appreciated someone being like oh i wish you were like oh i wish I wish I could have spoke to you a little bit more last week. Yeah. But, you know, I really wanted to, that, that like, because I think we do, we get so busy with life. We get so, like, everything gets swept to the side and all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, feet are off the ground and you forget what's important in life. And I think it's really important to keep bringing it back, have those people around you that keep, like, grounding you. And by the sounds of it, this friend is literally using this, like, using care. She's like, or they, I don't know if it's a he, she, or they, are using you to to get like all of their shit out and they're leaving you yeah. with to deal with their bad energy and then all of a sudden when you're like oh do you know what I could do with a right moan and they're like oh no no like yeah. that's de- yeah. that's one-sided like yeah. it is just Ooh. such a toxic friendship isn't it and it's interesting because on that note like I had felt like I'd had not issues with friends but you know, maybe like loyalty issues. And then I did a little bit of research or it came up a while ago about toxic friendships. And when I looked into it and read about it, I felt like everything made sense. Do you girls know much about like, well, not like know much about toxic friendships? But- no, so I don't think I do. This is quite a new concept for me because yeah. I just think I either get on with someone or I don't like, yeah. they piss me off or they don't piss yeah. me off do you know what yeah. I mean yeah so I don't, I don't think really I do. know much I don't have I can't say I think like I don't feel like I've had many experiences of toxic friendships I've had toxic relationships and yeah I just I I don't yeah I, I think it's I mean I'm lucky in that sense I'm, yeah. and I think it just depends on the person as well like and I think with different industries like L, you must make like with the amount of like with with your job there must be so yeah. many faces that come and go and you yeah. can only imagine people like latch on for a little while and they like well I'm Absolutely. just thinking like you're with your career like it's like it's like fame like I'm not saying that you're famous but you know with famous people they're all they're gonna have this little hustle of people that are gonna yeah. be it's looking social climbers at, isn't it that's it social cl- there yeah. we go. that's yeah. the word what are we like groupies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's yeah it is and I think if I'm honest like I 
I talked to my poor boyfriend, Tom, shout out Tom. First time he's ever had a mention in the podcast. He'll be absolutely chuffed. <laughs> we talk quite a lot about it, mostly because I just talk and talk and talk and the poor boy has to listen. But one, he pointed out once and he was like, nearly everyone that has really let you down has been in your industry or you've met through your industry. Really? And was, yeah. And I, when I think about it, I think, I really think like, you know, just like relationships and friendships, they're there for a season, a reason, a lifetime. I think, unfortunately, in my industry, a lot of people are there for a reason, whether it be social Mm -hmm. climbing, whether it be needing you for something in particular, whatever that may be. Um, And I think that that is probably why I've come across it quite a lot. But what is interesting is when I read out um, different like you know what I'm like I bloody love an article but when I read out certain things that define what a toxic friendship is I wonder if you'll feel differently and feel like you've actually experienced a bit more so on this website basically broke it down into people so one was the narcissist um Mm -hmm. yeah no that one and yeah (laughs) the other one which is my personal thing which obviously if we talk about like personal experience was the chronic downer which is exactly what oh god with Kerry um yeah so people and so they've broken it down so 84 percent of people said that they had a toxic friendship 65 percent of people endured the um, narcissist 59 percent of people the chronic downer 55 percent of people had the critic so someone that constantly criticizes you 45 percent of people had the underminer so the people that do the backhanded compliments and constantly undermine you and then I thought this would be more 37 percent of people have had the flake the flaky unreliable friend which I I, thought would be the highest I definitely thought that would be highest and also I'm not gonna lie probably 90 percent of my friends have flaked once or twice I was yeah, about to like, say, I would have absolutely like, flaked at points yeah. as well. I guess it's like, I, I guess it's whether it's done constantly in a toxic way or just, you know, but just because life's got in the way. Are you an ad hoc or a way. consistent flake? Are you a- <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's crazy, isn't it? But it's yeah, so really, you girls, really crazy. Yeah, you don't feel so much like you've had much experience of toxic friendships, do you? I wouldn't say I've had a toxic friendship, but I think I'm quite good at cutting people out. Do you know what I mean? I think I was probably worse. I was probably worse when I was younger because I wanted to see the best in everyone. And this kind of goes, um, I mean, I tend, even in all types of relationships, I Mm. tend to work at it, work at it, work at it until I physically get to the point where there is nothing more that I can do and then I'm done. But I'm okay walking away then because I'm like, and and people say to me, you're not even upset. And I think, no, because I got over that relationship whilst I was in that relationship because I did Mm. so much to try and build it and keep it going and it just didn't work I know I couldn't do any more I have had people who are chronic downers like yeah and I would say all three of us are very positive um which is strange yeah. because we're we're very similar in that respect the glass is half full all the time yeah. um it just is I don't know how that is I know a lot of people are like how can you I did actually have someone at work say to me how are you always like happy and I think I'm not happy all the time. I can be a right moody cow, but I'm just quite a positive person. So when yeah. I'm, I've got these chronic downer friends, which I have had, um, mm. 
I try and build them up. And then in the end, I think, oh, do you know what? I can't even be bothered to talk to you because yeah. you're just draining the life out of me. Mm. Um, equally, though, the other trait that you said um, was somebody who would do the backhanded compliment or put you down yeah. or and things like that. Mm. And I think I've seen that. And I think potentially I may have been guilty of it. I'm not saying consistently, but actually if a friend has done something to me like a loyalty thing where I don't feel like they've been loyal or if they've really annoyed me in some way I find myself falling into that trap because I haven't actually voiced what's annoyed me about whatever they've done instead I'm having these subtle niggly little digs and I have to like you said earlier Jade I either catch myself or someone will say to me why did you say that? And I think, oh, why did I say that? That's actually because I'm upset about something else. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, we're, we're sitting here giving advice on toxic friends, but I think a reflection of mine is sometimes I'm not saying I am a toxic friend. I'm, I'm fabulous. <laughs> but <laughs> I am joking. I'm not fabulous. But she is. I think she is. The difference is whether it's consistent. Yeah. Or whether whether you're doing it with bad intentions, like whether you're like deliberately trying to make someone's life difficult or upsetting. And that's like just not who you are. It's just that that's God, I'd be heartbroken if somebody felt like that. But I think, oh, my goodness. Like, I I guess when you you hear these things being said, I'm always like, oh, my God, is that me? Do I need to check something? (laughs) But I wouldn't say I have toxic friends or have had toxic friends. Um, I have had people who are like chronic downers, um, but I just, it doesn't work for very long because that's just not who I am. It's just not who I am. I can't put up with it. It's never going to last. There's no legs to it. We may as well quit while we're ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I have had a couple of examples where I would have thought that the behavior was toxic, but I did have a friendship, which I only realized how toxic the friendship was once I was out of it, which sort of, I say came to an end, sounds very dramatic. Like I don't honestly don't even know where to begin. I think for me, when I was looking up toxic friendships before and I saw some of the things I'm also just looking at, <laughs> I've got another article out girls. I'm so sorry, but there was another <laughs> thing that was like, they, they play the perpetual victim. Um, they want your attention all the time. And I remember reading through and being like, oh my God, that has been my friendship for the last however many years. And I think it's like you say, Steve, like if, if you have a chronic downer, right, but it's someone that you don't talk to that often, you can kind of just be like, oh, well, you mm. know what, like that's it. And you can sort of distance yourself when it's someone that you talk to every day. So in my personal experience, I was in a friendship where I think in the years that we were friends, there was never one positive day. I'm just going to put it out there and say that like, as in they weren't positive yeah. or yeah as in like the chronic downer is literally the definition like when I read that it it actually hit me a bit because it made me feel quite emotional because it made sense to me and the perpetual victim so it would be like it didn't matter how good the person's life was at that moment I'm not saying they didn't go through hard times I'm really really not in fact they did but even on a good day there'd be something bad I'm talking Like if you stub the toe, that toe is broken, but not only is that toe broken, you're then going to be off work for however many months, blah, blah, blah. But then after like all of this sort of 
um, complaining, which when I brought it up and said like, look, I just feel like there's always a complaint. They said, I'm not complaining. I'm sharing my thoughts. And actually it's your, you're the bad person for thinking that I'm complaining. So if that isn't like, if that isn't an example of a toxic friendship, I don't know what is. But when it, and I think just like taking a lack of responsibility, which is why Steve, I think it's so important what you said, like to be able to take a step back. Because if I'm honest, like when I noticed this friendship, which was toxic in so many ways, the first thing I did was take a step back and thought, hang on, have I been like this in certain ways? Because Mm. this is never mentioned in toxic friendships, but I sort of got accused of like toxic positivity. Now I can't like, <laughs> I don't, honestly don't, 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 don't. I can't like truly give like a worthy description of it. Oh, but sure. I think I know. And it was said to me, like, if, if the chronic downer comes to me with an issue every single time, I'd obviously like a good friend. Cause I genuinely cared from the bottom of my soul. This was the person that was like closest to me. I would go back, I'd try and find a solution because I'd be like, right, because that's who I am. I'm very solution orientated. I'm yeah, not saying same. I don't sit there and cry, but I will, I might cry for an hour. I might cry for a day, but it will never be more than that. And then I'll be like, right, what am I going to do next? So when someone comes to me with a problem, genuinely almost every day, I'd be like, right, what can we do to make sure that's better? What can we do? And the reason that we stopped being friends was because when they came to me with a problem, the same problem repeatedly once a month for like six months and I was like Mm. there was a simple thing that they could have done and I was like look have you have you called this and sorted this out they literally turned around and was like um I feel like you just think I could do more than I can and it's like you you can you can't like one phone call (laughs) it's one phone call but you don't you because you're not sleeping you know it was this whole thing of like but I have to get up early to do that and it was like I think there just there had to be something to complain about and Mm. I have to say like it was a devastating end of a friendship but I grieved that and this is what I wonder whether Kerry will experience because I grieved that friendship for the last I'd say four to six months that they were in it also another sign um which I cannot relate more to was when they get a new boyfriend girlfriend partner whatever do they go missing and for me oh my goodness completely went missing and I actually brought this up twice because I as I say I'm very honest and especially if I care then I'll tell you because I want to fix things I want it to be better I want there to be a solution and if I had done the same and they come to me I'd be like I'd be mortified and I'd be like okay let's do something about this I'm not Mm. perfect but equally I want to do the best I can to make it work well our zoom just ran out so we've had a little top up and I'm back and I'm not gonna lie I lose track of where I'm at where I'm at at the best of times um but I think I'd mentioned like people go missing when you get a partner um but the long story short is that I personally I have had a toxic friendship and I have to say I I really just never ever ever thought that it was until I was out of it and then I just realized how bad it was and how many Mm. signs of a toxic friendship was actually in there and in terms of that like weight off your shoulders just instantly absolutely instantly I felt like a different person I woke up the next day and I guess like you know if you've got complaints or if you're if it is that sort of chronic downer sort of person then and you've got that every single day to in the moment that you stop having that it's just such an instant relief so yeah I I have had that and I have to say obviously every scenario is different but walking away was the best thing 
probably for both of us if I'm honest but really for me it was so interesting as well though that you didn't realize whilst you were in it it's almost like you're too close to it because it was really difficult and um Jade I'm sure you'll feel the same but we would hear you tell us stories and I would be thinking Mm. what and it was more the way that you were being treated yeah and I just thought I cannot believe you're being treated like that basically because you would never treat somebody like that and it was for me it was how one-sided everything was which is exactly what this question says as well it's very one-sided so maybe Kerry if you have got somebody who isn't close to this friend you're talking about ask them their opinion of your friendship like sometimes you are too close sometimes you can't see what's going on and it was really I mean I don't mince my words (laughs) I used to say to you that's not right yeah what is what is going Mm, on I know know you can't see it until you want to see it but well I just focus I really tried to focus on the good things about it and I would even say and I meant it as a positive like you know I feel like she needs me 95% of the time but that 5% when I need her she's there but that Mm. was just like how it was but it is interesting because when that friendship was over my mum who loves everybody and really like did so much for her was Mm. like thank god for that thank god because you would just be drained. You'd wake up cheery, happy, be on the phone for an hour and you were just in a completely different mindset. And my brother, who really doesn't mince his words, was like, thank fuck, like, fuck her off. I was like, oh God, right, okay. But he was literally just like, um, everyone was like, I'm so glad. It's like any, like, listen, you wouldn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner treat you that way. Like, fuck, is a friend supposed to treat you that way? Like, that, it, it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, similarly, I've been in a situation where my mum's been like, you need to take a step back. You need to, you need to, you know, let, let them come to you. You need to have a bit of space because yeah you do you you carry that you I think we're quite empathetic people and we take on um other people's stuff and we let it become our stuff because we care and we try to find solutions for them but we hurt when the people we love hurt right yeah yeah if they don't want to help themselves though you are literally going to keep banging your head against the brick wall because actually some like like Believe it or not, some people are there for the drama. Some people yeah. fucking love it. Some people thrive off of things not going right and having something to blame, someone to blame, or, you know, being angry at the world or, you know, feeling like some people are just do just enjoy living like that. They yeah. are in their own mind. Like, but if you, it comes down to energy. We've said this a couple of times now, but if you are on different energy levels, it's yeah. never gonna work it's never gonna work like you're never gonna you're never gonna get along and, and people change and that's okay people yeah. grow out of friendships people people change people need different things at different points in their life and sometimes you can and can't accommodate that being able to know that and set your boundaries and being like I am able to be there for you in this respect but I can't dedicate all of this time that you request from me like so just be really clear with them it's so fucking hard it's so hard 
to to be frank with people that you love but I think it is just a case of just being like just to let you know like I can't call you every night or I I can't I won't be out with you this weekend or like if I say no to plans it's because I have something that I need to do for me it you know just communicate in it but otherwise I'd just be like right you know what maybe we need a little bit of a break from each other because I've got to take a step back and reserve my energy so just say that to him Kerry just just be really really frank know what you're going to say before you say it yeah don't let the heat of the situation get like don't don't fire yeah say it say it now because if you're anything like me you're going to let it build up and then you're going to blow and you'll say some unforgivable unforgivable stuff yeah and it won't help it just won't and help. you know what it might even be helpful to do it in a voice note because as opposed to like having a phone call if people are heated and it's going back and forth it's actually like bullet point it get everything written down that you want to say and voice note it across so that it's all voice in note. One. it's all no yeah it's all sorry there. I really interrupted you there and I didn't mean to <laughs> no it's okay the funniest thing is your your video's gone from our zoom so I just heard this like noise pop out from nowhere <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought you'd gone AWOL and then you just said voice note in the voice note. Voice note. My my audio started dropping in and out, and I was like, right, what can I do? I'm gonna switch my camera off, and it seems to touch wood have sorted it. Oh, that's I was my point was voice note is a great shout because it actually gives them time to listen to it, process it, and then respond. It's also people can misread texts you like the way the way a tone can get completely transformed from your head to the page and then read in someone else's mind or aloud be very yeah yeah be very if you be if you're either good with your words or you're not and if you're not fucking voice note I hope that helps yeah we really went in on that one didn't we we? experiences and all sorts I didn't even know I had that much to say oh okay Back to my favourite part of the podcast. Oh, Ooh. good God. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> you are, you are. Right. The dread Do you know what? Can we, can we make a jingle for this? I want it to be like Challenge Ant. Not Challenge Jade. Challenge Jade. Challenge, challenge Jade. Jade. Challenge, oh, challenge she's getting Jade. a bit full of it. I Isn't am getting she? really fucking full of it. <laughs> I love it. Challenge Jade. I just love it. Dare. If you oh, did, <laughs> you're thick, you're thick, you're thick, you're thick. Do you remember that? That was so oh fucking good. God. Where was that from? SMTV Live. Oh my god. Oh. Yes. So brutal. Is that You'd never get away with that. Now? Donkey. Yeah, we Donkey. donkey. <laughs> and chums are oh girls. Anyway, sorry, I diverted there. Are we ready? So yes. we know the rules, right? So we're going to, whoever gets it first is going to put the hand up, but we're going to let you listen for five seconds because the first time we did this, Jade was so quick off the mark that we couldn't actually hear the song that was going on because she's just very talented. Three, two, one. Baby! Go on. Oh, oh, God, no, I know it. Hang on, hang on. It's the Venga Boys. Yes, boom, 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 boom. Yes! yes! Are you joking me? <laughs> I purposely took a breath and I was like, just relax. You got oh. this girl. Oh my God, are you joking? All right, okay, okay, okay. Oh no, she's going to be on fine form next week and absolutely murder me. I'm, I'm so proud of myself. 
Well done. I'll give oh. you that one. I will give you that one. I don't mind losing one point one season. Do you remember the dance routine no, that we no. did to it? So no. I'm pretty sure we did a dance routine to it. Oh, to be honest with you, we've done dance routines to literally yet, everything. We've we Do done everything. When we got um, S Club Juniors together and we got the boys involved and we like, <gasps> it such a good idea and then asked the headmistress if we could get up and perform. Oh, no. <laughs> it was oh, terrible. No, yes. It was terrible. Oh, no. it was terrible. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. let's be honest, oh, we've got a CD called Bermondsey Babes. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right so disclosure oh, disclosure for one of our that. friends for one of our friends birthdays with it was an epic birthday was party it was a it was pretty amazing. epic birthday party yeah we got picked up in a limo we got dropped off to a recording studio and oh, we went to the wimpy after so cool and then we went to the wimpy after girls even so and then we've done a recording we had, had like three yeah. four songs oh my god never had a dream song. come true yeah s club seven and you know what my dad done you know what my dad done that that year? Oh, so my, no. dad, my dad used to be a DJ. Did he right? mute all of our mics and just leave you a one no. on because you were the only one that could see no, no. the He put it on at midnight in a pub that he was doing a DJ set for. Oh my, I don't know who was in that pub on that night. I'm really sorry that you got let down so, so badly. But my dad put on us singing, never had a drink come true. How I don't know how pissed he must have been to have put it on. Imagine being at that party. Mate, I want all my of a sudden, like, for it. What? Yeah, what? I want the attention. I want the love and attention for that. <laughs> I gave it my all. Beautiful. All right, girlies. Well, I think we're coming to the end of uh, our podcast. Episode two, Friendship Dilemmas. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and thank you to everyone that sends in their emails uh, with their, their dilemmas, with their problems, that answers the polls, and that get back that's get uh, that gets back to us. Jesus, my words today. <laughs> um, no, we really, really do appreciate it, and we we don't have a podcast without your questions and without your voices yeah. in them. So please do keep sending them in. Uh, the email, if you want to email anything in, is long story short podcast twenty two at gmail.com. We've also got a Facebook community together, um, and that is Long Story Short Podcast 22 as well. Please do jump on there. Join the Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this episode, please download it, rate it, give us a nice review, share it, tell your friends, pass it on. It would be uh, super lovely to have more of you join in with us um, in the next coming weeks. Next week, we have got a hot topic. Drum roll, please. Next week is all things dating. Oh, it's going to be Our favourite topic. All (laughs) things dating. So uh, this is sure to be juicy. So do not miss it. Uh, We hope to have you along for the ride. Get onto the polls. Get answering some of the juicy questions. Don't forget to get your dating questions in. Oh, oh my goodness. There has been some really juicy ones already. I can't wait to go into this one next week, girls. I know. Me too. Me too. It's going to be so much fun. All right, ladies. Well, it's a good night from us. We hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, no story will ever be short.